the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. Now soon, the trump is going to sound... The dead in Christ are going to rise, and you and I, if we're still alive, will be caught away, and we're going to have the judgment, and then we're going to go into the marriage supper of the Lamb. You, listen, you are under promise to the Lord, but you can break that promise if you want to. But, oh, my Lord, who would want to break it? Welcome to The Healing Word a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. The Marriage Supper of the Lamb. And what an experience that's going to be. Everybody's going to be able to enjoy that and get involved in that great event. Now, there are four hallelujahs of praise that are going to come forth uh, at that time. That's going to be the prelude to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Can everybody say the word hallelujah? hallelujah. Oh, that, that sounds like heaven to me. That really did. Hallelujah is a beautiful word. It's a Hebrew word. It's the language of the redeemed, not the language of angels. Angels never say hallelujah. Hallelujah belongs to the church. And only in the book of Revelation is the word hallelujah found in the Bible. It's not found in any other book. And here, right here, it's found four times. And the word hallelujah simply means three words. The three words, praise the Lord. Every time you say hallelujah, you're saying praise the Lord. And every time you say praise the Lord, you're saying hallelujah. Now, the three words, praise the Lord, found often in, in the book of Psalms. And, but the word hallelujah itself is not found printed except here in the, the book of uh, Revelation. Now, there are going to be four hallelujahs. Oh, listen to me, friend. Listen to me now. Here it comes. The church, that's you, and that's God's redeemed people everywhere. In Revelation 19, there's going to be a hallelujah when the religious system of this world is destroyed. There is a religious system that is not of God at all. There's no worship of Christ in it. None whatsoever. It's all ritualistic, but no heart changing. And God is going to destroy that religious system. There are untold numbers of religions in the world, in addition to the religion of Christianity. And when that religion, which is hypocritical, which is tainted with selfishness and sin— when that system, God is saying, that is not of me. That does not belong to me. Away with it. Friend, you need to get with Jesus. 
You need to be close to Jesus. And when that happens, you and I, who have had that personal experience with Jesus, are going to cry out, hallelujah, because the real thing now is here. The real thing. So the religious system is going to be destroyed. Let me hear you say hallelujah. Okay, that's what you're just now getting yourself ready for heaven. Okay, the next thing that's going to be destroyed is the social and cultural um, of, of the world. All the social and cultural that is outside of Jesus is going to be gone. It's going to be done away with. All the hypocritical and deceiving is going to cease. And then the church is going to say, come on, say it. You know, the... We live in a very corrupt world, but thank God we're going to cry out some of these days, hallelujah, because that corruption is going to be gone. When people lie, they're lying because they are of their father, the devil, who created the first lie. Then the commercial system of the world is going to be gone. It seems that money is the, is the throne upon which everyone wants to sit. They want money and more of it, and they don't ever seem to have enough, and they'll lie, cheat, and steal to get it, and yet talk about God, the Bible, and the church, but that system is going to come down, and when it comes down and God does away with it, the church is going to say, come on. And then the last hallelujah, which is actually the first hallelujah, is the rapture of the church. You're going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and you're going to say, come on. Hallelujah. The scripture says in verse 6, here it is in verse 6, it says, the voice of a great multitude. This is the raptured church in heaven crying out four times, hallelujah, and then it will say the amen, which means the systems of this world, religious system, social, political, culture, and commercial system of the world has ceased, been destroyed, done away with, and that's when the church is going to say amen, which means we put the seal of God on it. It'll never come back again. Sin will reign till Jesus comes. This world is not going to change. I don't care who you vote for. But Jesus is coming. His word is truth. His word is infallible. His word will never change. And we're all going to be answerable for what is happening. Now, the raptured church in heaven is going to cry out, Hallelujah to the Lord. Said, And it's a great multitude. They heard this voice. It sounded like a trumpet. Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Right now, it seems like the Supreme Court and Congress and, 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 and the nations of the world are all trying to get ahead of each other and, and deceive one another. And, and, and such deception, deception. Uh, but the time is coming, and very, very soon, that we're going to cry out, just like you did this morning, hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. He's going to reign. Verse 7 says, Let us rejoice and exalt and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. Now, how do we make ourselves ready? We talked about the judgment that we're going to be faced with. The scripture says in verse 8, I'm just going right down the chapter, fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of the saints. So our 
right living, right doing, right thinking, right behaving. Everything we do that is right, that is called righteousness because we're in a right relationship with God and we're in a right relationship with one another. And uh, these are the things that God is going to bless us with. The fine linen stands for the righteous acts of the church of every saint. Now, notice the bride, we're pointed point B in your outline, the bridegroom and the bride. The bridegroom is Jesus. He is referred to as the lamb. That's why he is the bridegroom. He is the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world and gets us ready to be his bride through the washing of our sins in his precious blood that was shed at Calvary. Jesus is re- referring to himself in a number of places. I'm only going to mention three. Act, uh, Matthew 9, 15, Matthew 22, 1 through 13, Matthew 25, 1 through 10. There's where he refers to himself as the bridegroom. Now, the bride is the church. He says this in 2 Corinthians eleven two. All right, read that scripture, 2 Corinthians eleven two. I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. I promise you to one husband, to Christ, so that I might present you as a pure virgin to him. Godly jealousy. Now, Paul is writing this to the church that he was pastoring at that time, the church at Corinth. He himself is jealous. He said that he cannot bear the thought that any of his people in his church would miss the rapture. But he said that's a possibility. If you become slack and indifferent and, and drawn away, you can miss the rapture, living for the Lord 10, 20, 30 years, and then all of a sudden, things draw you away. How often I have seen people who one time were very zealous for God in the church every Sunday, uh, just hugging and shaking hands, and, and then something came up that's very legitimate, that took their attention away, and they got caught up in another enterprise, and Jesus was put on the back burner. And this is what Paul is saying. I am jealous over you. There are things that are going to happen to you that will rival the attention of Jesus. He must have your full attention. If a man and woman are married, they must give to each other full attention. They can't be flirting around with somebody else or something else out here. They have to have, he has to have first place. She has to have first place. And this is what Paul is saying. I am jealous for you with a godly jealous. I promised you to one husband. Paul was the one who won these people to Christ. He says, your husband is Jesus. Give him your full attention. He has given you his full attention. He gave his all when he came and died on the cross at Calvary. Paul is the marriage friend. Paul is the one who who wooed the church to Jesus. He was the one that preached the gospel. The people heard the word, gave their hearts to the Lord, and they were then espoused or promised to Jesus. And he said, I'm, I'm the matchmaker. I've done some matchmaking in this church. Did you know that? So far, no, I don't believe in that. But the, so far, so good. <laughs> I remember talking to one fellow. He was single and 
to this gal, both of them Christian, wonderful people. And I said, why don't you ask that girl for a date? I was staying right back here in the Narthex. I know I should mind my own business. And he said, well, she's got something else to do this afternoon. I said, she's walking down the sidewalk. Go out there and get her now. Now. Oh, and then I had the privilege of marrying them, husband and wife. Isn't that wonderful? And they're still married. <laughs> I know it. Maybe I shouldn't have done it, but I would do it again. <laughs> it was fun. Well, Paul was saying that. He said, I'm the one. I'm the matchmaker. You didn't know Christ. I'm the one that promised you to Christ. Now Christ is your husband and you're his bride. Have you ever thought of yourself as a bride? Yeah, that's what what we are. We are brides. He said, listen to what Paul goes on to say. He He said, I have espoused you or promised you to one husband. Paul had promised the Corinthian people to Jesus. He said, as a chaste or pure virgin, meaning undefiled by teachings that are unscriptural, undefiled by a life that is unchristian. You must stay pure. And the only way we can stay pure is to stay in the Word. The Word is our strength. Friend, you you just can't leave out the Word and get back to it when it's more convenient. You're going to wither away spiritually. You're going to have problems you're going to little little things will irritate you when someone looks the other way. You, hey, she didn't speak to me today. She she looked it right me in the eye and didn't even say, you know. And then you will think about it all week, and it'll it'll be, friend. We need to be strong in the Lord, and the only way we can be strong in the Lord is to be strong in His Word and worship the Lord and know what is thus saith the Lord. So God is preparing a bride for His Son. Soon the bride will be ready. And when the bride is ready, the trump of God will sound. The voice of the archangel will be heard. There will be a loud command from heaven. And it will be the secret catching away of the church. Only the church will hear the the command, the voice of the archangel, uh, the trump of God. Others won't hear it at all. All of a sudden, Millions of people will be gone from this earth. And when that happens, I'm going to talk about it in about two weeks. There's going to come such a financial crush to all of the earth because millions of people have have gone and mortgages and payments and they'll never be paid and all that money. You talk about inflation. You talk about a recession. Friend, but listen to this. The good thing is you're going to be out of here. You're going to be out of here. Oh. Now, Christ is coming. There was, I, I, this has been a great week for me. I, I got a call from a man that uh, I've known for many years, many, many years. I, have, I, I see him on occasion. And uh, a couple of times we've gone out to lunch and I've talked to him about the Lord, prayed with him. Uh, I would, uh, would he, he would come by my house and pick me up. We'd go out to lunch and, and we, I would sit in the van to reach over, take him by the hand, pray for him. And, um, he, he just, just didn't seem to understand that it is so, how easy it is 
to become a believer and become a Christian. You just confess to the Lord that you're a sinner. You ask Jesus to come into your heart. He forgives it, and you're a Christian. And he went on to tell me, well, I was an altar boy when I was small, and I was this, and I would, I would hey, you, you have to know Jesus. You have to accept Jesus as your personal Savior. Then he came in my office just a few weeks ago, and we sat down again. He's, he's way beyond 70 now, and uh, I ran off three pages of how to, off the computer, uh, how to become a Christian. After I told him, I said, here, I want you to take this with you. Take it home. And uh, he said, well, how will I know when I become a Christian? How will I know that? I said, you will know. That's all I can say. When Christ comes into your heart and you are born again, you will know. He had nothing more to say. Uh, He left. About three days ago, Thursday, I think it was, I was talking to him. And he said, oh, he said, Jack, I've been meaning to tell you. He said, I woke up the other morning. He said, I don't know what was going on, what was different. He said, but I knew that something was different. And he said, I I said to myself, this is the day. He said, I don't know why, but he said, I just said, this is the day. He said, I gave my heart to Christ. He said, I have those three papers that you gave me. And he said, I wrote the date on that paper. Friend, that's what it's all about. Oh, our babies back there, our children, our teenagers, those little ones. We've got to win them all to Christ. We have to win them all to Christ. We, we, we can't take time off. They keep growing. The devil keeps tempting. They keep hearing what they shouldn't be hearing. We need that they hear the word of God continue. Like you feed them breakfast, lunch and dinner. You don't say, okay, we're going to take this week off and now we're not going to feed you. We'll get back to you later. (laughs) How can we treat the word of God and how can we treat the ones we love when Jesus takes children in his arms and blesses them? Friend, it's time for the church to come alive, to wake up and to know that we're going to answer for this kind of behavior. Oh, we're going to go to heaven. But some are going to be very, very disappointed when they get there. Okay, Here's the wedding. Here it comes. Christ's marriage to the church will be patterned after the Old Testament and New Testament of giving their hearts uh, to one another. There is first the betrothal or the promise. Now, this is how it worked. And it still happens in some Oriental countries to this day. Two families will come together, particularly the, the father of the bride and the father of the bridegroom. And the, uh, they, could, the, they could be bringing their children together in a covenant marital relationship even when they're little children, even before teenagers. The, husband, uh, the, the father of the bride and the father of the bridegroom will come together before judges. They don't do this secretly. This is a legal thing. It may sound strange to you and me, but it's absolutely legal. They have judges there. He promises his daughter to his son. He promises his son to his daughter. They sign papers before the judges. This is exactly how Mary and Joseph came together. They were promised to each other. 
It was a legal document. That's why it's called a divorce if they break that engagement. It's not like the engagements we have now. I have a cousin that I don't know how many diamond rings that man bought. <laughs> how many times he's been engaged? I said, so, well, why don't you take that diamond ring back and then give it to the next one? <laughs> he didn't listen to me. But I mean, engagements here doesn't mean a whole lot at all. But engagements there and still in some countries, it's, it's still very legal. And so now they go back to their homes. That little girl grows up. The little boy grows up. And when they became of maritable age, the father of the, of the groom will send his servants with that signed document. It's legal, signed before judges, completely notarized. He will send his servants with that document over to the bride's house to give it to the father. Now, years may have passed. The father may have grown old and forgot about it, but he has the document. They will release the daughter. They will bring the daughter back to the uh, husband's house. And the ceremony begins, and it's a very simple ceremony. The ceremony is simply this. The father of the bride will take her hand and put it in the hand of the groom's father, and then the groom's father will take her hand and put it in the bridegroom's hand. They're married. That's all it is. And then they have the marriage feast. Well, what, what has happened is you have been promised to Jesus. There's been a legal document signed in heaven, not with ink, but with his own precious blood. He now owns you. Because he loves you, he gave himself for you, but you now have given yourself to him. It's a legal thing that has happened. Now soon, it's going to be marriage time. And the trump is going to sound. The dead in Christ are going to rise. And you and I, if we're still alive, will be caught away. And we're going to have the judgment. And then we're going to go into the marriage supper of the Lamb. You, listen... You are under promise to the Lord. But you can break that promise if you want to. But, oh, my Lord, who would want to break it? Who? And we go into the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now, only select people are invited to a wedding. Only select people. Not everybody is invited. When Corinne and I were married, we, we invited our close choice friends. Sometimes you're invited to a wedding. Sometimes you're not. But if you are a close choice friend, you no doubt will be invited. But if you're a casual friend, then you more likely won't be invited. But you are a close chosen friend, a redeemed chosen friend of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you are going to hear the trumpet. You're going to hear the voice of the archangel. You're going to rise and hear the command and you are going to be with the Lord and enjoy him forever and forever. You're invited to a wedding. I know some of you say, well, I have to look at my calendar and see if I'm free. <laughs> Just a little longer and the trump of God shall sound. Just a little longer and we'll all be glory bound. Look away to heaven. Your redemption draweth nigh. Just a little longer and we'll meet him in the sky. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Amen.
Jesus is coming. If you're not ready, get ready today. And Christian, we've got to do our own judging and judge ourselves now. Are we all and doing all that we could? Only you know that. I don't know that. I'm not your judge. But there is coming a day that it will be revealed. And uh, no one will talk back to Jesus about it because you'll know it's true. But what a day, glorious day that's going to be. Do you desire a closer relationship with Jesus Christ through the hearing and application of His Word in your life? Go to thehealingword.com and click Resources. And there, you'll find a trove of messages on living the Christian life. And remember, all of our resources are offered free of charge, which is our gift to you. If today's message has blessed you and strengthened your faith in God, would you consider partnering with Pastor Morris and supporting the Healing Word ministry with your prayers and donating to keep the gospel of Jesus Christ reaching thousands? Go to thehealingword.com and click the Donate button to pledge your support. And remember... The faith-building message you heard today is our gift to you. Your donation is your gift to God. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.